the Soaring Sports Podcast with your hosts Brayden and Alan. Join us today as we discuss the global pandemic with COVID-19 and whether or not sports should be coming back at all. And we will discuss baseball's plan, hockey's plan, soccer, which is already back in England with the Premier League, and basketball, and whether or not they actually should be coming back today at all. So let's get into it. Yeah. And so obviously a lot of talk has been happening as far as how each sport should be approaching their comeback. And, and obviously there's one sport that already has made that decision and we're going to talk about that right now. So let's start with what's the beautiful game known as soccer or football in England or football in Latin America. And what has been astonishing for, for me personally, it's that how they are leading the way in the world. And I just had to stop the other day that I think really um, sports leagues in the U.S. should really consider. I think how Europe is doing things as far as comeback has been remarkable. So we're going to break it down. It was in May, the Bundesliga, the German soccer league, played right away, and it has been tremendous as far as how they've handled it. No crowds, and and also when goals are celebrated, at first nobody went and hugged the player like, hey, it's all good. Everybody maintained their distance. You could say the same thing for the Premier League. That were, that. Obviously, we recently returned. La Liga returned around, basically, it returned a couple weeks at this, almost at the same time as the Premier League. But the amazing thing that they've added, and keep this in mind, this has never happened. They added the 30-minute, not 30-minute, the 5-minute water break, which means each half, you get one water break for 5 minutes, which means, obviously, you get your water break, you talk with your coach, whatever, and then you go out and play, which is, for some, it was like, no way, but it has been tremendous, and especially, I got to see that firsthand on Sunday as La Liga was playing, La, the La Liga, the Spanish Soccer League, was on, and obviously, Real Madrid, who is my favorite team, and I cheer for with all my heart, played and I saw that being implemented I was like wow like I'm very impressed how how the European soccer leagues are taking this seriously and then now in August August 7th and 8th the Champions League will be coming back which is basically the club the European club championship which means the best of Europe will compete but only two second leg teams will play and then after that Starting August 12th and on, the real the knockout stage of the Champions League begins. That's huge, cause like we look at how sports impacts us, right? Sports is a distraction for everybody, and with everything that's going on in the world, maybe a distraction is needed, but we shouldn't let these distractions last for longer than they are you know like we shouldn't let them take away our focus from a lot of these issues that our society is dealing with you know yeah. uh 
there's still some racist people out there and that's always going to be the case there's still racism there's still all these things but the fact that we have sports coming back can all bring us back to unity and that's what this world is wanting right now it's a unification force and sports especially you know a common sport that the whole world shares as soccer you know it's a unifying force that everyone can rely on and it brings everyone together no matter the color of your skin your background religion you know there's people from all over the world that play there's people you know that enjoy it all over the world right and so the fact that soccer's back and it's such an international sport with so many players from around the world of different colors of different races ethnicities and they're playing it it just shows you know we can be unified as a society and i think that is awesome yeah, and I do agree with that. And even um, these leagues have recognized what is going on with the social injustice that has happened here. Like, I was uh, Friday. Uh, actually, I work, I took a, a client of mine, which I, I work with kids with disabilities in Rigby. I took Idaho, so I took I took him to get a haircut at Sports Clips, and so he went to get his haircut, and on the TV. I was watching the Premier League. It was between Tottenham and Manchester United. And I, and it was a great game, obviously. It was a draw. But what amazed me is, like, on the back of the jerseys, uh, they had their number. But instead of having their last name, it had Black Lives Matter. Both teams had it. And even now what they do is, before every game, before the ball is... The ball is snapped or kicked. They'll take a knee for about about 10, 15 seconds in honor to honor the the social injustice, and and then from there they'll go and play. Which really just goes to show how the impact is not just felt just in in America here in the U.S., but you just saw it, that it also affects what's going on in Europe. And I think what's cool about that is we look at, you know, whether we you agree with this stance or not, right? We all recognize it's wrong. You know, we shouldn't judge people based off of color of skin. We shouldn't judge people by their backgrounds. It's just not okay. You know, we, we wouldn't want that for ourselves, and we don't want that for others. Oh, yeah. And the golden rule comes into play here where we, that we're all taught as children of teach treat others the way you want to be treated right yeah and if we're all unified in this imagine and sports and athletes are using their platforms to be unified together and they're all different backgrounds and ethnicities why can't we do that now and i think in the midst of a global pandemic with you know soccer being the first sport to come back worldwide that it gives them the chance to say hey we're here and let's let's use our voices to help and the fact that people are willing to help others just shows we have a chance to become more unified in this world and I think that's exciting yeah it truly is and and yeah hopefully with these games going on uh, we our hope is that now it's up to the big the big four of the leagues here in the US to make that comeback and we're going to talk about that, what 
what is going on, some updates, and then plus, some leagues where right now, it's up in limbo due to some disagreements some stuff, or just final touches that may, we need to keep an eye on that can impact not just this season, but also many more to come. Mm -hmm. And with that, let's kind of start looking at those sports right now, right? Let's look at you know the one that I've been following a lot as a big baseball fan. Let's mm -hmm. let's talk about baseball. The labor disputes is ridiculous, right? We're in the midst of a time of turbulence in our society. We have a pandemic that is still ongoing, and we'll get to what and toward later about whether or not we feel they should sports should just be coming back, and if they should, how. And, but I think the main thing is no one wants to hear a bunch of people just dispute over money when there's millions of people that are out of work. I've been extremely blessed to continue to work at a grocery store throughout all this, right? And I don't yeah. take that for granted. Mm -hmm. But And I get, you know, these players, they've wanted to play this sport for their whole life, right? And here they are, they're mm -hmm. discussing... You know, should we play for even less than we've already agreed to? And, you know, once they got that, they're like, okay, now let's talk about games. As a fan, I don't care how many games you're going to play. I want to watch. You know, I can't... I've watched so many games from the past that I'm just like, okay, I know what's going to happen. I don't want to watch these. And yeah, they're, it's fun to reminisce and it's fun to watch these games, but it's just like, okay, I want to see my favorite players of today play. I want to watch Bryce Harper. I want to watch Mike Trout, Nolan Arenado, Matt Chapman. I want to watch these guys, see what they're going to do, you know, and whether or not it's worth, you know, their, their careers and mm -hmm. Hall of Fame trajectory that they're all on. Yeah, and to be honest, like, all of this... It's just, it's just, I, it has no words for it. And even, I, I've been hearing a lot from other, other people, some coming from ESPN, coming from, well, like, not just ESPN, but mostly what I've heard through them, through other sources, is they're all blaming the commissioner, thinking, oh, it's his fault, this and that, where, to be honest with you, looking at all of this, like he's trying everything he can to bring back the game so we can play again like you mentioned but I'm gonna be honest with you like do we want baseball to come back to, yeah absolutely the first sport to come back uh, a national pastime think about that but if that does not happen and then we reach into something which now there are about to, as we receive breaking news, that the Players Association are expected to vote a yes around July 1st, and basically it'll be a 60-game season, which, fingers crossed, we hope that's going to happen, but we know it's for sure thing. However, if they decide to back out, the Players Association, I don't know what Commissioner Maffer's going to do, or nor the owners. And basically, you could kiss 2020 goodbye for baseball. And and then also throw in the fact, which they have a 
the collective bargaining agreement next year next year thank you which is going to expire which basically if you don't know what's the collective bargaining agreement it's basically it has agreements based on how the players are going to approach how baseball is going to be from for the next couple years so if there's no season this year that collective bar that cba as it's commonly is said will be shredded to pieces and i don't know how long it will take to create a new collective bargaining agreement because if we can't you know agree to today what we can do today how are we going to agree to what we're going to do for the next decade and you know everyone's mad at commissioner manfred but he's just a representative of the owners he can only do what he's told and say what he has information and we've been seeing information lately that he's basically going to press his red button and say all right guys report this date and we're playing 60 games full pro rata or prorated salary and go and I'm like why can't we agree to this back in March mm-hmm. yeah it was early because we didn't know a whole lot of about COVID right yeah. but why couldn't we at least work something tentatively out where we could have this now with less than 60 games left in the season and if it goes any less I'd have a hard time viewing that as a legitimate championship. Yeah. Yes, you won, and I'll I'll be like, yeah, you're a champion. But anything less than the sixty games, I'd be like, is this even a, cha- a World Series champion? Mm-hmm. And I personally feel no. Like anything less than sixty games is a third of the season. Anyone could win it in a third of the season. Yeah. And everyone could lose it in a third of a season. So it's just like, no, okay, I want it this and this. And personally, I would have preferred 114 because that would have felt more like a baseball season. But obviously, I understand with what we know about oh, COVID yeah. and everything, mm-hmm. it's not, it wouldn't have worked out. But if it could have, that would have been perfect. Yeah, absolutely. And, and hopefully that is the case, that it happens and... Because the most important thing is obviously health. The health of everybody is so important. But also that players and fans can just say, okay, let's move on, let's play, and let's start it. And that's all that matters. And I think once this is said and done, there's going to probably, a lot of, a lot of people are going to be like, why didn't we do this in the first place? And in my opinion, I believe this will help for their collective bargaining agreement to go more smoother than ever, which means instead of waiting next year to just expire, they might, I won't be surprised if we hear that they're starting negotiations for a new CBA, new CBA agreement immediately, or probably two months after, this, after the season, so I can get it going and start a new decade clean, fresh, and this time with lessons learned from, I don't know what you call this, but this battle. Hula. <laughs> yeah, hula or battle of, 
of words that that has occurred over the past few months in in the world of baseball. And the worst part for me is that they've made this all public. And had they not done that, I would have been more okay with everything. But the fact that baseball has felt the need to make all these negotiations public is ridiculous. Hockey never did that. Basketball hasn't done that. Uh, The NFL hasn't changed anything. They're expecting to start on time. But the few things they have changed, they did it behind closed doors and then announced what they agreed to. So why can't baseball do that? It's because baseball is stupid. They don't understand that the fans don't want to hear about this in the midst of a global pandemic. They just want to go, is baseball coming? And you're going to lose. They're going to lose a lot of fans about all this because no one's going to want to pay attention. Well, yeah, not not even close. And then plus, um, um, I was watching. There's a show I was watching. It's called The Rich Eisen Show. Uh, it's basically hosted by Rich Eisen, who used to, who's currently in the NFL Network, and he talked about baseball. And and I remember the reaction of one of his, uh, one of his children, saying, "Hey, Dad." Um, are we going to go to a baseball game? Like, is there going to be baseball at all? Because that's what they do. They go to a, a lot of baseball games. Most of the Dodgers when they're in L.A. But him being from New York, mostly Yankees. But that hearing that from a child, hey, 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 Daddy, are we going to go to a baseball game? To a ball game at least? Or will it be baseball? It's like, this is what Major League... Even, I would even say the players should even react to this. That's why, like, wait a minute, like, fans want to go see us. We got to, we got to do something. And, and I think this should, this should be the wake up call and, and move forward with it. Not, not being around the bush with it. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to be in Colorado the week before my birthday. Uh I would love to go see my Rockies play. But I'm not going to see that because they haven't worked out an agreement. And if they do, I won't be able to watch it because of blackout restrictions. Baseball and all sports need to get rid of blackout restrictions because this new me as a viewer. I live in Idaho. I don't have. I'm a college student. I don't have cable TV. I can't afford it. I can barely afford NHL TV and MLB TV. Yeah. And I'm blacked out. How can I? I can't watch my team play live. I have to watch it after the fact, turn off notifications during the game, so I feel like I'm watching <laughs> the game live. Yeah. I don't and if I don't do that, I'm watching something I already know happens. So, and I'm a diehard fan, and I don't want to watch a game when I know they're going to lose, and or win even. It's just I already know what's going to happen. Yeah. Sometimes it's fun to go back and watch it, see how they did it, but I'd rather watch it live and experience yeah. it live. And I can't because of blackout restrictions. And I get TV deals, and there's a whole bunch of that with that. But today's youth, they're watching Netflix. They're watching Hulu. They're watching Disney Plus on their phone, tablets, laptops. Yeah. They're not on cable TV. How do we get that baseball to these fans if they're not on cable TV and they don't want cable TV? Get rid of blackouts. And so I feel like that should be part of this next CBA too, but will it happen? I can only hope. Yeah, and 
And yeah, and speaking of now, as we move on to another topic, but I'll just end with, with this when it comes to baseball. They should add it, and but if that's gonna, if they're gonna keep doing the same thing that they've been doing for the past two decades, because if you look at each decade, like from 70s, 80s, 90s, now, CBA, CBA. We probably, probably didn't hear a lot in the 70s, 80s, 90s. You had no season in 94. And then 02, this close, a slim from not having a season. So if they don't learn from what has been happening the past five decades, well, guess what? Those potential fans you want, they're going to be either Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, heck, even the NBA. They know what. The NBA, or even heck, the NFL. Now with fantasy football, a lot of people like, hey, I don't have to pay. I don't have to pay so and so a month to watch a football game. It's free. Awesome. Like, it's a lot of variations that I think baseball could take out, but it, it's only if they want to, and if they really feel the need for it. Because if not, you're you're gonna hear the same thing over and over. Exactly, and you know, baseball—they haven't even announced phases for their return. They haven't announced mm -hmm. their games, whereas hockey has. And let's look at hockey's plan. Mm -hmm. Right now, we're in phase two, and phase two basically is six players skating on ice. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. They're maybe doing, but there's no coaches. There's no staff. It's just the players. Up yeah. to the players if they want to, and. It's only six at a time, social yeah. distancing, of course. So it, it's not really a real thing. There may be. Do, I'm hoping they're doing drills just to like start warming up for things. Yeah. Um, but phase three starts here shortly, and phase three is training camp, right before their playoff season. So what hockey's done is they've said, uh, regular season is complete. Award season is now. We're going to go into a 2014 postseason. Uh, top four seeds of each conference are going to have a round robin type event where they're going to play each other to be seeded. Yeah. So, as an Avalanche fan, let's talk about that. Avalanche are currently seeded number two in the Western Conference. Mm -hmm. It's the Blues, Avalanche, and then I want to say it's the Knights, and then the Wild, I think. I'd have to look. Mm -hmm. But it's those four teams. So they're going to be playing each other to decide who's going to be seated where. And after that, they'll be seated. The other eight, the other teams are going to be doing a play-in, and those that get played in, and then we go into the best playoffs in the entire sports world of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Mm -hmm. And then we'll have a Stanley Cup champion. And as an Az fan, I love that because that means I'm guaranteed a spot in the playoffs and I have a chance to keep going. But until training cap happens, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, just for your correction, uh, the top four for the West is the defending champions, the Blues. Then, yes, it's the Avalanche. Then you got Las Vegas. And the fourth spot is the Edmonton Oilers. Okay. Yes, just for clarification on that, um, that's why I had to get the phone, make sure that everything is good and set up. 
But but yeah, I think how the NHL has been doing it, they've been doing it smartly. Um, they've doing it by phases, similar to how how for instance here in Idaho, it has been done, taking it phase, one phase at a time. And I think how I think in no due time we will see the NHL. I think it goes back to learning your lesson. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, was it 04 05 that they did not have a season? It got canceled? Let me double check. Okay, but it was around that era, that time that same thing, collective bargaining agreement, could not get into an agreement, and there goes their season. But because of that lesson right there, it allowed hockey to really look at themselves in the mirror and say, okay, what can we do for this not to happen again? And they made the necessary changes in the collective bargaining agreement and and because of that hockey has been going up and up and and that was the 0405 season okay perfect I, it's been a while since i heard that but it made huge news for me but but yeah i think what hockey is doing what commissioner bet betman has been doing is a marvelous job and and yeah we will see hockey when pretty soon and and then from there we'll have, I believe, might be the first sport to come back into play. That is depending what the NBA will do at the end of July. And, well, hockey's going to have training camp before yeah. the end of July. I think mm-hmm. they announced July 1st is when oh, phase okay. three starts. Right. So hockey's going to be coming back here shortly. Yeah. Hockey is... If we're going about tiers of the major four, yeah. it's probably NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL. Mm-hmm. Hockey has a chance to leapfrog two of those leagues, become the number two, if not the number one sport in all of the U.S., It because it's going to be the first sport back after a pandemic, after everything was shut down. And as a hockey fan, that's exciting because... And I want that for baseball. I want my two favorite sports to jump up to the premiere. To have people all around the country know these household names. I want people to know the Sidney Crosby's, the Nathan McKinnon's, the, you know, McConnors, all these players, mm-hmm. the Ovechkins, all these players that should be household names and are in the those fan bases but aren't as, you know, as non-basketball fans know who LeBron James is, they know Larry Bird, they know these players, and NFL, they know Von Miller, they know Patrick Mahomes, they know these players, despite maybe not necessarily following those leagues as much. Mm-hmm. It's because they're household names and they're those top two sports. Baseball and hockey, if they play cards right, they can be those top two sports. Yeah, they can, but... Like I said, like hockey might has that opportunity. I think they can leapfrog baseball. That's the best, the best shot. But now, as we head now to the NBA, and obviously, if you know Brandon and I, those that are listening, those that have got to associate with us, our likes for sports, it's great, but our leagues are different. And one of them that we're gonna talk about is the NBA, a league that I have always loved I've always watched the NBA. I've seen a lot of crazy stuff. And now with it coming back, it is great. It will be coming back July 31st. And it will take place in 
Orlando, which basically how it will be set up, we will have 22 teams. There will be 9 from the Eastern Conference, 13 from the West, and just have 8 regular season games. And from there we'll determine who will play what. And, and they're all going to be in Orlando. Nobody, uh, they won't have family members come in until after the first round of the playoffs. Then from there, if everything is good, as far as COVID, family members could come in. Just family members of the players who are currently, of the teams who are currently in the second round and play. But however, the one thing that has made the NBA pause has been what's going on with the social injustice. And as you know, the NBA is, is progressive when it comes to that. Like, Adam, their commissioner, Adam Silver, allows his players to be vocal, expressive, and you see it all the time. LeBron James especially, he has been vocal about it. We've seen other players like Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. Uh, we've seen legends as well, like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Michael Jordan, etc., etc. And the big thing that happened was there was a player conference call. And uh, several of the players, I'll mention one, Kyrie Irving said, hey, we're not going to play until they're they have solved the social injustice. And and to me, and this is just my opinion, his his intention is good, but I'm like, what's your plan? How are you gonna do it? And and there's been several players that have jumped ship with him, but also there's been several that have said, hey, we can still play and do the help out, you know? But the one com the one guy that I think will will decide it all, and this is always true, superstars always move the needle, because that's what the NBA does. I always say the NBA and soccer, you may think they're not the same. They are. It's big time star power that even if you're not a fan of one of these two, you mention their name, they know who you're talking about. It's going to be up to LeBron James. If he says, let's play, and we will keep we will keep fighting, they're going to do it. Or, if he chooses not to play, and we'll just fight, and, and get back until this can be resolved, then let's do it. Because a lot of, some people are saying he wants to do it because he wants to win, which I'll win another title it's always good but it will be up to him to see where the NBA goes because wherever LeBron goes so too will the other players and the league and like you said once LeBron says we're playing everyone's going to play regardless of that but I think the best hope they can do is for their cause, do something similar to what the Premier League did, have their number and, you know, their cause on the back. Because yeah. everyone would watch that. Everyone watches the NBA. I don't personally because I've never been hooked on basketball. But mm -hmm. I watch the news of sports news and basketball is widely covered. I would see that every day. 
Like, I'd see the 23 of LeBron and his cause. I'd see the 13 of Steph Curry and his cause. You mean the 30? 30, yeah. yeah. But, like, we'd see these numbers and their cause. And I think that's more powerful than just saying, we don't want to play until these things are solved. Because yeah. it might not happen very quickly. And you could risk your career for that, which is good for you if that's what you want to do go for it mm -hmm. i'm not going to say no yeah, don't do it <laughs> no nobody don't do will. it i'm just going to say think maybe the best way for you to help your cause is to play yeah and imagine that i think you mentioned hockey could be an opportunity to leap um the other two football and basketball but i think with basketball it's going to have more significance because you're talking about yeah first quarter come back from covid but also, the social injustices. As you look, mm -hmm. the majority of the players, African-American. And that is going to show a huge message. That, hey, we're united. And, and really, like, if the players, I won't be surprised if they decide to kneel. But I think this time, how they kneel, when they kneel for the national anthem, we're going to see it in a different light now. Now it's... The days of, oh, we don't know what he's kneeling for, or is it for the flag or whatever. Those days will be over. And with the, if the, when the NBA takes Lee on that, it just completely changes it. And the Premier League set the tone off by doing that. I think the NBA should look at that and say, you know what? Let's, let's do that. Let's, instead of putting James or Leonard Harden or Tenekumpo on the back of our jerseys, Black Lives Matter. And people will resonate with that. Yeah, we'll be watching the game. But most importantly, we'll be remembering those that are suffering from social injustices. So that way, reforms can, can now start taking place quickly and as soon as possible. Exactly, and I think, like, you know, that's going to be a great site. You know, I've always had mixed feelings about mixing politics with sports before, you know. Mm -hmm. I was just like, you know, keep the sports. But now I understand sports will often reflect what's going on in life. And a lot of that has to do with politics. And what politics does is... is it's basically what's going on in the world and how we're going to make a policy about that. Sports reflects that. Yeah. And I think it's time we look at that and recognize sports is going to reflect life. It always has, it always will. And as we go through that, we, we keep that in mind because, you know, these athletes, we say, oh, they're an athlete, they're superhuman. That's all they are. No, they have lives. Oh, yeah. You know, LeBron's a father. Cristiano Ronaldo, he's a father. Yeah. Lionel Messi, he's a father. They have kids. They have families. Yeah. They have another life besides their job. You know, if Father's Day was yesterday yeah. as we're recording. And so we look at that and we go, you know, my dad, he's a wonderful dad. He has all these interests. Oh, yeah. And he has a fun, job. Yeah. But that job isn't who he is. It's the interests and the things he supports is mm -hmm. as who he is, right? Shout out to my dad, but yeah. <laughs> you know, like shout out to mine too. <laughs> <laughs> Saludos, pa. <laughs> and but like, as we look at that, 
why are we doing this for athletes? They, you know, we have to, yes, they're athletes, that's their job, they've worked their whole life for that yeah. job. You know, let's separate the two almost and realize they are human beings as well. Yeah. And let's go through that as well. Yeah, definitely. And I believe that, um, sorry, as uh, my wife is coming in, um, first follower of our of our podcast but anyway um, yeah I think it's time that we look at that athletes have to be looked at as human like yes they have their they they make mistakes just like us but show that hey we're just like you and the more we look at them that way then everything else will come into place and how we move as a society as we deal with COVID and the injustices, then I believe all our athletes and us as, he, and us as those who are not athletes can come together and form this bond and also make it so that when we are watching the sporting event, we're not looking at, oh, like, like racial or anything. We're looking at first thing when people ask. And it's, hey, what's your favorite team? Instead of saying, hey, what are you doing here? This is not, like, you don't belong here. And and all I can say about that is that changed my life completely. Coming in, I, though I was born in the U.S., but I lived in Mexico as a kid for six years. But when I came, the first ask, the first question I was asked, I was not asked, oh, am I... You're from Mexico? Like, you don't speak any English? None of that? No. The first question I got was, hey, what's your favorite soccer team? What's your favorite player? Whatever. Sports. That made me realize, hey, I'm in a welcoming society. Let's do this. And friendships were made that way. Exactly. And sports has a way of unifying all of us. And I think everyone's like, don't let sports become the distraction. And we've talked about that. But... Let's not forget when we're at a game, we're all unified in yeah. that moment. Whether we're fans of the home team or the, the visiting team, we're all unified. We all want really? our team to win regardless of our background. And we can have that every single day. Yeah, we can. And, and I believe as far as COVID goes, I know the question is should sports come back? I'm going to say... They should come back. They should have the protocol set and everything. But also, I believe if the sports leagues want to come back, and I know I'm going to get ridiculed if I say this, but this is just my personal opinion, I think those big four should reach out to Gianni Infantino, who is the president of FIFA, and along with the other league commissioners, presidents, and ask them, hey, how do you guys are doing it? What's your protocols? How? I know there are different sports, but I think how the player's health should be managed is the same. And the facilities, everything, because what they've been doing in the soccer leagues in Europe, and I've seen that firsthand, has been outstanding. And 
don't be surprised if Europe starts leading the way for recovery as far as sports go and as far as how we're moving to normalcy. Yeah, and I'm going to say as long as it's safe to play, let the kids play. You know, I don't want players to risk their lives yeah, for this. that's so true. I took, I but took as long as it's safe to play, let's let them play. You know, we need something that can take our mind off of the darkness we're seeing for three hours. Yeah. But, and as bad as that might sound, it will unify us for those three hours. And if we can see that in those three hours, we can apply that further on. Mm-hmm. And so let's just keep it moving. Sports should come back as long as it's safe. I do agree with that, and we will we will go forward with it. And if it's safe, play. If not, either postpone it or, or find another way. That or look to next year. Or move it to next year, exactly. Because right now the important thing is the health and safety of the players. And should I add coaches? And referees. And staffers. And you staff, know, yeah. People that provide the food, the, you know, the TV sh- things we watch. Yeah. You know, they should need to be safe too. Exactly. Everyone that is involved needs to be safe. Not just the players and the coaches, but the staffers that are there that help out the stadium. And even if fans aren't there, something I saw was that the KBO, the Korean Baseball League, did was they put stuffed animals in the stands. Oh, yeah. And if that's what it takes, let's do it. I think that was funny. Or even in soccer, for instance, uh, you ever played FIFA before? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know how, like, the crowd, they'll do, like, like when they score a goal, Mm -hmm. oh, they'll yell crazy, or when... They call a foul and no call, all oh, they'll boo. Well, that's how each stadium is doing it. At first, I'm like, am I watching a video game? I'm like, I don't really do that on YouTube. You can ask my wife that. But really, that was my first thought. But then as I looked close, I was like, oh, they're mimicking the fans. Like, if the home team scores a goal, oh, the fans go wild. Well, the fans using the speakers go wild. Or if there's a bad call, Oh, they're going to boo. So, it just makes things interesting. I think if if the other leagues can do that, oh, that would be a huge plus. plus. And then plus, obviously, um, my wife and I were talking about this, was if, the, if especially the NBA has no fans and they mic the players, ooh, that's going to be nice. Especially, and forgive me if I say this, once they start swearing. And I know you don't want to hear that. I know it's like, oh, get it off my ears. Ah. But really, it just makes it fun. You get to hear what they're thinking, what what they're going to do next, and how they feel. And that is the most important thing. Get within, get inside the player's mind and what they're doing in their place and how they approach the game of every sport that we have been talking about these past this past episode and another episode so we're going to try and wrap it up here um and we're both in consensus as long as it's safe sports should come back and athletes have been and should continue to use their platforms to speak out on the issues they feel is necessary because this world needs people to believe in and athletes 
our, our heroes to everybody. And let's move on with that and let's keep that in mind as we can go throughout our week. Yeah, absolutely. And well, that concludes episode three of our Soren Sports podcast. Our next episode, we're going to discuss uh, development as far as nations when it comes to sports. What, what each nation does to develop and should they change their approach or not. So this is Alan Pina, the co-host, along with Brayden. We'll see you. We'll see you next time for episode four. Peace out, everybody.